Hello and welcome to the Bones Horror Podcast. This is episode 70, The Babadook, a single mother plagued by the death of her husband, battles with her son, fear of a monster. One day I'll be able to spit these words out. <laughs> it's hard, mm. hard doing it live. How are we all? It's Larry and yeah. Ewan. Hello. Hello, hello. No Jess tonight, she's moving, um, so... You know, for those watching, there will be no trailers, I'm afraid. But you can still interact with us on, on uh, YouTube and things. Um, so what we've we been up to? Wow. I lost my boiler, and I didn't mean actually lose it, but it was off from last Wednesday until I got it working this morning. So it was cold showers and things, oh, which aren't very... I really, I, I didn't realise having a cold shower, how much it makes your head hurt. You know, it's like yeah. it's horrible. Yeah. And then when I when I got out of the shower, it's actually I felt quite warm because the house was <laughs> you know, obviously. So so hang on. So so the boiler didn't work. So that means no, the, uh, only the we, shower was. No, we had no shower. So we because it's a combi, we had no heating. Like the radiators had no heating, and 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 that also feeds the shower. So all the water mm. comes from there, and uh, yeah. That was a load of old bollocks, I've got mm. to say. So I had someone out, a few people out to have a look at it, and then I tried it this morning, it worked. So uh, I've got Good someone stuff. coming out tomorrow still, but uh, yeah, that's madness. Uh, usual stuff, watching my f- football team win again, again Good. on Friday, it's just madness. Nice. Um, yeah, it's just what football team funny week. Southampton, they're that ah. little, little team down south on the <laughs> south coast. Next to an yeah. even smaller place team. Um, yeah, so we're in the Premier League and yeah, we keep winning at the moment. It's amazing. And we're going again on Wednesday. So another one Wednesday night. So, uh, nice. So Larry's been away for a little while. Um, I in have. Bed, basically, or in London. Uh, <laughs> in, yeah, in bed or in just, London. Or in London just, in for, just, for, just for three, like three or four solid weeks of just in bed. Just... Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, COVID. no, it's yeah, no, it's, it was bollocks, <laughs> but <laughs> no, yeah, um, been been doing good, just been uh, continuing on with with work primarily now on like the PC, um, with yep. the animation and writing, and then yeah, caught up on uh, caught up on a lot of films, watched all the films, um, that were on the podcast. So it was interesting yep. hearing everyone's like kind of, um, opinions of it especially Can that we... last one yes so like we'll we're, we're talk about that in a sec um ewan what you, you've been up to like out with museums and uh maybe art galleries <laughs> yeah i wish i was more like culture than that i think i was a sort of one-off last week it was a great oh, okay. it was a great exhibit but um uh this week i suppose the main thing was that i interviewed a uh french director called jacques odiar who yep. Who's most famous, I think, for doing um, uh, a prophet, which starred Tahir Rahim. It's a sort of prison drama, quite a gritty prison drama, a French prison drama, which is very good. But he's got a new film out, um, I think, on the 18th of March, um, and that was that was quite fun. I was quite nervous beforehand to be meeting him, especially yeah, since I, 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 yeah. I was I was also interviewing alongside um, Jenny Beth, who stars in his new film. Okay. But I only realised the last minute that she's also quite a a famous punk musician so that was like so i was quite intimidated by that as well but they were both very nice and um i think we where was it It was the soho hotel 
um in uh, it was room 100 which is quite oh, ominous but um uh <laughs> but uh no that was that was yeah that was that was quite fun um other things i mean i've been listening to avril lavigne's new album i don't know if that counts <laughs> um, um that, counts, that counts yeah <laughs> i've been listening to little bigs yeah <laughs> I, I wish i wish i knew what that was but i but i'm assuming it's uh have a watch one day just just watch them on youtube i think that's what okay called, anyway okay um cool. well maybe wrong but uh <laughs> okay let's just have a quick chat about last week's episode because I'm sure Larry's has views on it. Texas Chainsaw uh, Yeah. 2020. So I would imagine you really enjoyed it. Um <laughs> what I liked about it, Larry, it wasn't that much interpretation. Not me. <laughs> I I just found that there were it was such an odd watch because I I don't really understand how you can mess up certain things that were messed up in that film. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. I think like visually, like with the effects and I think with how they did some of the kills, they were decent. Um, but yeah, it just, it confused me. Like the main character from the first film, which I know is like still, is heavily beloved by a lot of people, including myself. And just to have, just to see her come back and then just get absolutely ripped with a chainsaw <laughs> yeah. and still be alive to get a shot off. And bear in mind, she's like lifted up in the air with a chainsaw <laughs> yeah. to the point where everything inside of her is like, going on to Leatherface and all that. And then, yeah, I, the, the the part for me, though, that I I nearly wet myself laughing was the end. The the <laughs> ending was... Um, or the very ending, side. or just the yeah. ending. No, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> the very ending. You know, just, again, everyone, everyone knows how it is in horrors. You know, you've just survived a really traumatic event. You don't think, oh, let's leave, let's get the let hell out of you think nah let's put on autopilot or cruise control <laughs> yeah. let's sit in the car let's Does just that really exist in america because we don't have that here do we do we really well, have that here? i no. know realistically in like i guess if it was in like real life i'd say that there would be like cruise control at least something like that but it's because it's obviously a film they click a button and it's like autopilot yeah. and yeah it's not it's we like... don't we, we haven't got to the point of like commercial self-driving yet or, or, you know <laughs> it's it's yeah that was ludicrous <laughs> but she gets yeeted from the car just found out car, areas head, head off yeah and yeah. they try and they try and do that thing where they're like Oh, do you remember in the first one where like it was the ending and it was really like impactful and uh, he was dancing around with the chainsaw? It's like let's do that again for a second yeah. and then let's cut. To yeah, exactly, exactly. They try and they try their best to go like, oh yeah, this is this is what you want. Edit, but it just for me, I think they need to stop doing this with franchises. I also think as well that if you've obviously seen the re like the the reimagining of the new Halloween. I think it is basically someone looked at that and went, "Oh, let's oh, copy, yeah. Yeah. let's copy the story beats, but we'll try and make it worse." Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll try and add so, our skin. Yeah. So for you, it's a no, yeah. 
no, yeah, that's, that was <laughs> that was me at the end. Just ah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's just it just yeah, it didn't work. I just yeah, think that people listening to audio podcast probably didn't know what was going <laughs> no, on. Just screamed. Just, Kid from ah, the, the dirt, watch just, the like, YouTube screaming. video to uh, see what's going on. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, what's his name again? What's his name? Is Samuel? That was a, that was a uh, little bit of Samuel in the back of the car. If you've seen the film, you'll know. Oh, Samuel. Uh, Set Babadook, Australian film, 2014. Guys, don't seem that long ago, really. 94 minutes, mm. directed by Jennifer Kent. Um, I only watched, I've watched The Nightingale, which I really liked, actually, mm. which probably surprises you, Larry, but I did <laughs> like it. Um, have you seen it, I presume? Yeah, yeah. A, a while back. Yeah. Um, it was good. So, starred S.E. Davis as Amelia, and I only knew her, and I had to look that up because she was in the Matrix films, and you know I love them. Um, and Noah Wiseman is Samuel, and then I didn't really put anyone else really. So I had a budget of two million, box office of ten million. Um, I forgot to write down the Rotten Tomatoes, but I think it's about ninety-eight. I think. It's a very informative podcast. <laughs> yes, I think because I forgot. I'm going to look it up now, but I'm pretty yeah. sure it is um, 98. <coughs> percent That's really good. Me. Normally, Jess does all this. She's not here. It's all gone to shit. So, uh, <laughs> it is 98. percent oh, 242 votes. So, uh, so the short film. I did put a thing on our WhatsApp group earlier about Monster. Mm -hmm. So I presume yeah. you've probably both seen it. And I really like that, actually, um, which is on YouTube. I think I just put in Monster Jennifer Kent and that yeah, it came up brought it up. That. I yeah. made a huge, I made a huge mistake. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so again, this is a true story. This is how a bit slow I was. Uh, I, so I saw the message and was like, okay, give it a watch typed it in on youtube couldn't find it i was, I was just typing in monster yeah and it kept bringing up the trailer for a different film mm. by a24 i think so i was like oh, okay it's not this one and i don't know why i didn't just check the message again but half of me was like oh yeah no i'll just type in the director's name mm. but i didn't write the last name right i put jennifer white <laughs> and Je jennifer white <laughs> i have discovered is a porn star yeah who... oh, right <laughs> If uh, if you typed it in on YouTube, oh no, Jennifer White Monster, <laughs> yeah. it's just a bunch of shit. Of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can guess where I'm going with that. Wow, <laughs> so, so... I was like, I whoa! I was like, what a short film! I was like, what yeah. a great short film! <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the, the plot's yeah. a bit all over the show, and the <laughs> acting's a bit stunted. But I guess yeah. it's a first time piece. Yeah, it's, it's a debut, you know. I, I I do wonder though, Lawrence. I I I seem to remember that we. I feel like Monster was shown to us um, at uni at some point. Sorry, same. I I bet like I did wonder the same because when watching it, I thought, "Have I watched this just out of my own time in the past, mm. or is it?" that um we've watched it in uni yeah yeah that 10 good. minute film says it all though really doesn't it all right yeah it's basically the babadook but in 10 minutes yeah you know and i, I really liked it really mm, liked good. it and i mm. like the leading that lady as well i thought she was very nice 
I thought it was quite right. interesting. To, I thought it was quite interesting too because um, I read an interview with with Jennifer Kent before uh, the podcast, and um, uh, I'm very pleased to, to see that her favorite director is David Lynch. Um, and you kind of feel that with um, the short film, you kind of feel that the Lynchian influences more than in the um, the more more than in in the Babadook. She's also in like in black and white, and there's like a weird sort of eraser heady feel in, in, in that. Not that there, you can't see the sort of Lynchian influences in the Babadook as well, like the um, the sort of the light going out as or sort of flickering and the sort of electricity going where is kind mm. of is very Lynchian, and also the furniture looks very Lynchian as well. But um, uh, but yeah, so uh, Monster was good. I, I enjoyed Monster. Mm. It was so, very good. Most people have seen it. I've probably seen it about 10 times. Um, I did watch some of it with my eight-year-old. Um, but he could feel the atmosphere, so we turned it off. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, literally, he could, without seeing anything or anything bad, or he, he could just, you know, the, the atmosphere changes, doesn't it? Without, And he can mm. sense that, which is great if he's, he's feeling like that. Um, mm. When he's only eight. But like, we don't actually see anything, so we turn it off and we we revisit that and probably have a couple of years when he's a bit bigger. Um, <laughs> so we got a boy is he's a bit hyperactive. Is he on the spectrum? I would is he on the spectrum? I don't. I it's don't, debatable. He certainly has behavioural yeah. issues. Um, yeah. And uh, it, yeah, it was he it, it was quite. It, it, it's interesting, really, because obviously you you start off in the film, sort of. At least I started off thinking. Oh, this child is so annoying and he so was, frustrating. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, not... yeah, and then you then you yeah. sort of get to know him a bit, and you realise, oh, you know, his mother suffered this trauma, and that probably passed on to him. Especially considering that he was um, part of the mother's trauma is that she was born on the day her husband died um, of, a, of a car accident, and so they don't celebrate her, his birthday on that day. Um, and he's a very weird child i mean i would agree that he's probably on the spectrum but the the uh the film doesn't really go into that interestingly i i i this is the second time i've watched the babadook actually um mm. i i enjoyed it much more the second time but uh, but during like the first i don't know 20 minutes i was sort of i was sort of in my head going why doesn't she just take the child to go counseling or 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 some sort of some, some kind of therapy <laughs> but i i th but i think I, th I think that's gradually explained, not not outright, but it, there's a kind of there's a kind of fear from her of like delving into the past or um, or like confronting demons that she's not wanting to confront. She and just I think doesn't want to think about it, does she? Yeah, she just, she's just literally. Well, it goes. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. it goes into goes in with the plot, doesn't it? Because I think that she represses everything and just puts it, and obviously wants to kind of fulfill being a si single mother. And do and do right by the sun, but I think that there's so many instances in the film where you can just like I like that the gift that we have come up of, of the the yeah. kid Samuel. Yeah, I love that bit in the film because it's just like as an audience member, you're sat there like, oh my god, just shut up. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then at the same time, like it's like that thing of I imagine that most parents can at least agree that there's been one or you know at least one time where their kids you know are just like on and on and on you just kind of sit there like well it's all getting it like just in this I, moment i went for uh, a few years i've got two i've got three boys but i've got two boys that are quite close together a couple of years 
there's a bit of a gap between our last one. But they were mental at times. Like, literally, <laughs> yeah. in the back of the car, we even bought a seven-seater at one point, so I could put one in the middle row and one in the back row. Um, <laughs> not honestly. It's like it a resonant scream coming through. Any, like. You couldn't take them anywhere. They'd be squealing or yeah. they'd be running up and down the aisles of Sainsbury's. Um, that supermarket, for the American listeners, um, actually fighting up and down the aisles. And mm. me being told off as a bad parent. <laughs> uh, um, really? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Even at a football okay. match, they had a full-on fight in the front row at a football match um, with 30,000 people there. So <laughs> it's good audience. I, I understand it. Yeah, I understand it. I, was, I un- understand what, what children can be like. And at, at times that child seemed reasonably kind of normal, although like hyperactive or like when a child's just had too much orange juice or... <laughs> Or, you know what I mean? Add some parry yeah. and they just go into it. But also, this child sees monsters as well. <coughs> so, I, yeah, it, there's a lot going on for a six year old, to be honest. I also found it quite interesting that um, uh, part of the, I think this is one of the first uh, dramas. Uh, I mean, this isn't verified, but at least in the mainstream or, or sort of mainstream, um, to sort of show. Uh, kind of from the motherhood angle or at least show mothers that aren't um so sort of positive about parenthood or that are sort of or at times hate their child i think in 2014 that wasn't as a um as much of a thing that was shown on screen um it's it's i actually if the babadook was like um a threshold to certain uh uh, comedies and dramas which have explored that sort of uh, the dark side of parenting so like in like motherland or breeders or or the cry on bbc which is also set in australia where so i i, I have to wonder whether babadook maybe opened that door which is just show that kind of um that kind of experience which i mean i've seen i've seen loads of these things and it's just it's just just can it just always confirms to me that I just don't want to have children. <laughs> I, <laughs> just the idea of it like makes me want to be sick. <laughs> I um I agree with the comment though that's come through. It like living with a drunk friend twenty four seven. Literally, <laughs> the compl- like completely on point. <laughs> yeah, it's like where kids, the, kids where are they like that. Yeah, kids <laughs> are like that. Genuinely, um, I don't know how we cope with it sometimes, but we all do. My the alcohol Ooh. helps every evening, I think. <laughs> um that's what I find. Yeah. School holidays. You know, I, I bet <coughs> supermarkets sell two, three times as much alcohol. Mm. You know, I guarantee you. It's a long old day, isn't it, when you've got all kids? God, yeah. Um so there's a few things. Like I did my usual bullet points, what I like I liked about it, and uh, I thought the kid was quite quite clever really those weapons he made mm. um i thought that was pretty clever and he he wanted to carry him with him everywhere mm. um I, I i wasn't sure why his mum didn't lock the door at night because obviously she's laid there you know doing what she's doing thinking of crocodile dundee or whatever and uh 
crocodile <laughs> and, Dundee. And then all of a sudden, the sun stood over. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, I mean, we should probably thing. make clear that she was she was masturbating as, as she was. Yeah, as, I didn't. Want, was, I forgot was, Jess wasn't on it. I could have just said, yeah, she was like there wanking or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I just didn't want to confuse our audience. I didn't want any ambiguity. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so, but it's then, a great. It's a great. It's a great scene because it's sort of like. Like she, she, like on the previous scene before, she was what she was watching TV, and I think that it was like at first it was an advert for a sex line, and then she changes the channel to a sort of uh, romantic black and white drama, yeah. and then she gets the vibrator out, and it's quite. Um, I I really like that she's sort of. <laughs> she even gets to the point of of climax, shall we yeah. say, and that's when her son comes in. And yeah. I, I just, I just, I just love the fact she can't even have that kind of pleasure, and it's just like everything has been taken away from her. And um, yeah, I can't imagine being a single parent. It just looks like a, I mean, as it should, it looks like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, to be thinking about, it, she's just got such a her job's pretty crap. So she works at uh, an old people's place, or what would you call it? You know, yeah, anyway, nursing home. I would, nursing I, I, home. I it was, yeah. Reading the bingo, probably changing bedpans or whatever, and it's it's a pretty mm. sad job. And she's got to rely on babysitters, her sister, isn't it? In particular, who doesn't yeah. really want him there, um, because he's a bit crazy and talks about monsters a lot. Mm. Um, so the pressure of all that, I know what it's like. You know, my wife's a paramedic, and I do what I do. I'm an electrician. And we do funny hours, and we used to have to rely on babysitters, and it's just a nightmare all the mm. time. Absolute nightmare. So all that stress of having a child like that and monsters and stress and trying to pay bills and getting walked in on, you know, it's not <laughs> it's not going to be great, is it? No. Um, so the, the little boy himself pushing the girl out of the treehouse because she's winding him up, mm. that was a bit... I don't know. That that's. Do you think he'd grow out of that, or do you think that's something he'll always do? Because that's not normal. I really didn't like the little girl. Like <laughs> I've, watched, I've, I've, I've watched it a fair few times, and I think the sit. I think it, again, it's good writing because the sister mm. and um and all that come across as really almost like, oh, you've you've got a. You got to you got to sort it all. You just got to sort it all. If it's not sorted, then like Jesus, yeah. like and it's and especially because again, and you'll love this because it's interpretation time. <laughs> um, We're going to talk interpretation in a minute because I want to know if this film's interpretation or not. So, mm -hmm. all right, um, you carry but, on. Yes. But... but so so, yeah, I think I think that. For, I think it's very good character-wise for the, like the main characters because you've got this um, woman who's dealing with a lot and it's all repressed and she's just basically try, like as we've just discussed she's just trying to have those moments of kind of peace and clarity and I I think it works very well I don't I don't know I think the kid is meant to be perceived in the beginning as the problem. And I love how it kind of expands into he's not the problem, but almost just this manifestation of what she's feeling and how she has to kind of get out of that. But yeah, long story short, she didn't like the little girl. Yeah, even she even had a male come round who was interested in her, I think. Younger fella, wasn't he? Yeah, she works there. And, and, and that just the thing, wouldn't happen it? either. Yeah. Or she wasn't having it, or the boy wasn't having it. 
I can't remember well, I what think, happened to him in the end. Well, I think it was like that, that's an that's that was an interesting uh, arc that didn't really get yeah. tied up, I guess. But I think I think the sort of I, I think it's implied that because um, uh, what's her name, Emily, Am- uh, Emily, what? Oh, the main the main character. The main character. Oh, I put Amelia. But yeah, Amelia. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, uh, she uh, lied saying that her son was sick. And I think the bloke that fancied her. I think it's implied that he was like annoyed at the fact that she lied to him, and I yeah. and I and I don't, I don't think she was in a sort of position to kind of justify it or explain. Um, and I think what's what's interesting about the film is that it kind of goes into my sort of favorite area, which is sort of sort of nightmares and dreams, and that sort of pretty much kind of forms the Babadook in some ways, the, the actual monster that sort of lives in the basement. Um, and it's sort of it, it, I, I really like it when they sort of show that it, it's not exactly not nightmares as such. It's more sort of it, it's it's lack of sleep and through lack of sleep. I mean, this is my interpretation, if you like, lack of sleep sort of develops hallucinations because that's um, that's kind of what happens if you don't have um, enough sleep. They've done like um, weird scientific experiments like back in the day where they would get people um, not to sleep for a week. And yeah. these people develop hallucinations. And I think it's kind of a similar case here where she isn't able to sleep. And you initially think it's because of the kids, that the kid is like uh, awake all hours. And so she's not able to sleep because of that. But as you say, Lawrence, you realize it's sort of, it's kind of the mum's own trauma that's affecting her and she's mm. not able to sleep because of that. And so, and as the film progresses and she doesn't, really go to sleep the hallucinations worsen Worse, um yeah. and um and you can sort of see that it's like the babadook is kind of I and mean, again this is my own thing but it's like a representation of the stages of grief or whatever yeah um which eventually leads to to acceptance and um uh i actually really like i, I actually liked it the more the second time because i sort of I, I think the first time i watched it i just expected it to be like you know monster in the house kind of situation sort of typical um and i didn't i didn't realize that because because obviously the first parts of the film are sort of building up to that point you don't really see the babadook for a while even though it's an hour and a half long um and uh and it sort of spends time introducing the mother and the kid and then eventually uh the babadook she she gets it's like a a sort of pop-up book a really twistedly designed (laughs) pop-up book uh with the babadook sort of um popping out which um is also sort of vaguely in in monster as well um that's like a brief shot of it um mm. but uh yeah I, I like how sort of it's not it's not slow as such but it's but it's sort of i don't know it's sort of eerie and it's 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 well paced and it's kind of it's also kind of fast in some ways in that you're kind of it's kind of like it's almost like one it's it's almost like one scene in some ways you sort of just you sort of just go through it with her and experience the same thing and it's sort of um yeah it's it was sometimes tough to watch though i I have to say i mean i I was stressed out for the whole thing (laughs) it's a really stressful movie (laughs) very stressful right shall we just Ruin the ending for someone, or uh, (laughs) (laughs) I know we're nearly half hour in. Um, what do you think the way it all ties up in the end? I I really like it actually. Um, I I don't think there's much interpretation in this, is there? 
I think it's doing as it's showing. I think. Am, um, I, right? Am I right in saying that she has this fight with this Babadook, which possesses her briefly, doesn't it? Um, um, yeah, I mean, the way I... Again, this is just a personal one and based on direct, like the director's comments, because okay. when, when I first watched it, which was a while ago, um, I was really intrigued with how they actually did the set because they actually they bu- just built a they built a house, but they built it in such a way where you can um, where you can like get the camera into certain angles, and so basically it's it's really intriguing. I would suggest like even if just type it on YouTube, it should just come up. But yeah, the Babadook for me doesn't exist at all because again with the comment that's come up, which is actually kind of weird because that's exactly what it's going to go into when she goes into the police station to kind of go oh god you know there's a monster in this book she's got ink all over her hands where she's put where she's done the book and she's put the book back together herself um the, spoiling I mean, this film for me the the <laughs> the bab the babadook as well its design is just the kid so the kid mm. wants to be a magician he wears his top hat he wears his cloak uh, with the hair, with the face, it's literally just him manifested into a creature, um, and it's all with the director's comments through the making. It's all down to the um, Amelia basically having this traumatic experience and not being able to let go, which is so, her manifestation of the Babadook. So, to Dan's question um, on YouTube, you're saying it is a lack of sleep, pretty much. I think I, I think it's a, to the I police station. A, there's there's yeah. a scene in the police station, isn't there, where there's some weird yeah. shit going on. She comes, I mean, she comes in, doesn't she? And basically, yeah, she, she's got, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wonder if um, with the police station bit, uh, I wonder if she she does like in reality go into the police station and sort of try yeah. to report a crime. But I think her lack of sleep makes her far more paranoid. And it does. It does that thing. It's, it's one of my favorite things in sort of like when you see uh, a film or a, a scene that's from the perspective of someone who's really anxious. You mm. see like the faces staring towards her, like in confusion or like suspicion and stuff like that. And obviously, in a police station, that's the most sort of you know anxious. Yeah. You're just worried you're going to be arrested. And I think, and I and I really like that part of it. And obviously, they think she's crazy um, because. Uh, she thinks that she's being stalked, um, but also I'm, I, 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 that, that's quite interesting what you said about um, the Babadook being the kid because um, I, I was always wondering. There's like there's the last scene in the Babadook, which mm-hmm. I was always quite intrigued by about how the kid was able to. Uh, she, she, he basically demonstrates a magic trick to her to his mum mm-hmm. uh, first with the coin in the hand and then even more strangely she manages to take a dove or out of a out of a pan and mm-hmm. you sort of wonder she doesn't question that which is quite interesting but i, mm. I like the idea that you think because that suggests that there's i don't know that there's something either either the, the psychology the sort of illogical psychology of it is still there or he's I don't know some 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 sort of supernatural element I, to it yeah what i get from it is that at the end he pulls off this pretty amazing trick to the mm. point where even just on her face it's like oh 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 shit um <laughs> because because like again it's 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 
when it, like what I love as well in this film, which I think is very cleverly done. And now I don't know what how many times I've seen it now, but with the most recent viewing, seeing it again, it's like oh, it's it's so well written and well directed, because as soon as she's quote unquote possessed, um, the perspective changes. Mm. So it's not from Amelia's perspective, really. It's from the kid's perspective. And then as soon as it goes to the kid's perspective, the mum is floating above the ground and she's there like saying demonic voices and stuff because that's how as a kid you would interpret mm. it if you solely, but you know, it, and it's the kid who puts it in her head to begin with. So when she's like, you know, really stressed out, I believe the kid at one point says like, oh yeah, no mum, don't let the Babadook get you. Mm. And it's like, immediately just an idea with lack of sleep essentially the babadook is just it, an interpretation for depression really because mm. it's very much just this idea of allowing your slow decline into believing you know whenever she's stressed or whenever something you know that bit in the car um that's when it is suddenly on the roof when yeah. he's screaming in the back and acting up when she's in the police station and she has all the ink over her hands she tries to hide it immediately in the coat rack oh it's the babadook mm -hmm. so it's these very cleverly positioned things and there's a really nice shot in the film where she falls asleep kind of with the tv on in the background which i think goes into what you said about david lynch because it's very mm -hmm. david lynch on the tv but yeah. she then starts manifesting that's where the imagery that she puts it together for the Babadook and mm. for the kid is that she's watching a very old show with very like trippy costumes and it's all the frame rates all over the show and all that. And then he's suddenly in the thing. So I, I think for me personally, I think the whole Babadook, it's enjoyable that the fact how there's like a creature and all that, but I think if it had just been cutthroat of, Oh, look, Oh no, our, our kid, you know, we're getting hunted by a, a creature. I don't think it would have been anywhere near as packful, mm. but also um, I believe Jennifer Kent yeah. wrote uh, said that the idea for the Babadook, the creature, came from a conversation she had with another single parent who claimed that their kid kept going on about saying, well, oh, there's a monster in our house and it lives under our bed and it, it's terrorizing me and my mum. And it, you know, oh, it, it won't stop chasing us. And I think that it's very clever how she's merged the two of going, oh, kids being extremely imaginative, but also allowing the character of the mum Amelia to slowly delve into the, like, fall into depression, to which then she almost manifests it as well. Hmm. So I think it's just very clever how it tackles with looking at both points of view. I, I'm um, quite glad you and me have watched different films. <laughs> um, so, uh, I always like that, Larry. You you watch a totally different film to me with the same title, same actors. Um, it's because I sit like three inches away from the TV. Just like <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. I just take my eyes are everywhere, like just taking yeah. it all with like one of those magnifying glasses. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that. <laughs> so um. That's great, Larry. Um, you've kind of spoiled it a little bit. I'm not going to think I've got... <laughs> I actually think it's real, okay? <laughs> I think it's real. Mm. And she battles it and locks it away. And, and as long as she keeps him locked away and feeds it, he stays away. There's she nothing wrong with that interpretation, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> and if, and if <laughs> she doesn't feed it and opens the door and lets it out, then all hell's going to let loose again. 
If she doesn't um, feed it, if she doesn't feed yeah, it those it, those worms. And I, yeah, yes. From the um, guns, in the, in the ten worms. minute movie, it was a glass of milk, wasn't it? And I prefer yeah, that yeah. version. Yeah, no, then, actually, I will agree. I do, I do prefer that in the um the milk in the because it's almost do, innocent. It's almost yeah, like yeah. oh, here's your glass of milk. Yeah, before. do we know why it's worms? Is it just a gross well, thing? Or well, it... well, again, this is like this is just me get like speculating, but for me, I guess it's the manifestation that Amelia has put into it of going like because mm. it's again, it's about her husband and the imagery of her husband yeah. always haunting her. So it's almost like yeah, and she's like, and he's buried. Yeah, I yeah, like, I like that. Yeah, but but as well, like you know, it's um. And now Larry explains what the monster feeds in the end. What the mother, mother feeds. In the... <laughs> oh, the mother! What the monster feeds in the end? <laughs> worm. Yeah. So yeah. Larry, what is a worm? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> if you'll come with me, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah. So that's again, but that that's not based on anything where. So you know the director hasn't said, "Oh, this is exactly it." It's just when when I watch it, that's what I get from it. Yeah, so, uh, that's getting personal <laughs> now. <laughs> I'm just I'm just groggy all the time. I think right. Dan <laughs> watch the same field, film as me or you. You and watch a totally different one, I expect. We'll find out in a minute. <laughs> I watched the Babadook with uh, Jennifer White in it. Oh yes, that's the one. That's uh, it's only a couple of minutes long. Is that, yeah. is that the one? Yeah. So it's about ten. It's about ten minutes, and they definitely didn't feed worms at the end. Yeah, <laughs> it's not sponsored by Brazzers, you know. <laughs> nice, so, nice. I, I, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed this film. Um, sponsored. By you got anything else to say on it, Ewan? Uh, not really. I, I think. Um, uh, I mean, Lawrence and my interpretations are very, um, are very similar. I, I, I was, I was quite interested about what we were talking about about perspectives as well between the mums and the and the childs. Um, because I was sort of thinking, like, um, I, I was sort of wondering as I was watching it whether, uh, like, one is possessed rather than the other, and. Um, and I like I like how it switches perspectives, and you sort of wonder whose film is this really. Um, and I and I I quite enjoyed that um, uh, aspect of it, and just the really weird delusional parts, like when she goes to the basement. I I, I kind of thought they should have made a bit more of the basement um, because it's sort of yeah, and until it's mainly like it, it it's shown when it when it comes when the basement is useful. But I think maybe they should have like built up to that. Um, but I still I still really enjoyed it, and it's still you know it still really works and something where she sees her um, dead husband, um, and it becomes like a kind of uh, a vessel for temptation by the Babadook um, to uh, lure her in, and I really like that scene. Um, and also, the Babadook sa- sounds scary. I mean, it's it, it's. I, I think it's often tough in horror movies now for for things to sound terrifying because I think they always yeah. resort to the usual thing, really, and it doesn't really become scary anymore. Whereas actually, the sort of like the the screech and the sort of it's 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 quite chilling. Um, yeah, so I I enjoyed it. Scary. Oh, so, uh, owners, what are you thinking, Larry? <laughs> Is he frozen? Is he frozen? I don't know. He might come back in a minute. What do you reckon, Ewan? It does um, look frozen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he'll probably come back in a minute. Um, I mean, I would give uh, it eight boners. 
um may and i and i'm more i it, it, it's certainly a um it's it's quite clearly a like a first film effort but i think yeah. for, for a first film effort is actually quite it's quite decent compared to to, to a lot of them and there i'm quite is. surprised uh, is it he's back he's back he's back he's back um i think so and yeah he, you're back you're back you're fine <laughs> his eyes are moving hi yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. hi everybody <laughs> I can't tell you what happened there. I literally was listening, and then suddenly it was darkness. It was dark. It went dark. Babdick's on stage. Yeah, just behind me, just that horrible voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, you know, I do, I do. As you said, I think you just touched upon this, but I agree with you. The sound design in this film is ridiculously good. Mm. I, I love the fact how. Again, it's a completely original like monster, so it's not based on. It's frozen no. again. It's gone. It's frozen. frozen. Covid. <laughs> <laughs> Covid's I, affecting the feed. <laughs> I would say, yeah. Well, I'm going to give it nine for the version I watched. Um, Larry's version, I would give a six to. In all <laughs> um, oh, poor Larry. So yeah, yeah, it's a great film, and I, yeah, you got to leave it a little while. I think I left it a couple of years before watching it again. But yeah, it's a great mm-hmm. film, isn't it? Yeah, hi trying... guys, you're back, you're back, you're yeah, back. Yeah. So I was just saying, Larry, I don't know if you've heard that. Yeah, I'd, I'd give it nine bonus. Um, your version, I'd give six to. <laughs> <laughs> My so, version, yeah, your version's different to mine. I'm just gonna re- re-release all these films that we quote. <laughs> yeah. and just call it like, like have it my own like, uh, what's it called? Like Arrow video, like yeah, <laughs> La- Larry watch. That's Larry's what cut. <laughs> yeah, Larry's cut. There's an extra hour. <laughs> well, we we do need to have a think about next week's, um, which we can do in a minute. But it's time to move on to Dan's hot pick. <laughs> So, (laughs) Dan had us watch Evil Ed, okay? (laughs) Evil Ed, I found on YouTube, Um, and it was a 1995 Swedish horror comedy directed by Anders Jakobsen. Um, Did you watch this, Larry? No, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No, that was I, like I was, I was really glad because I'd never seen it, but I'd seen some of the images. I know I put one on the group chat of a, of a weird looking thing, but there, there are many kind of monsters in it. And I think basically, this film okay, this film is about a, an editor of a series called Loose Limbs. Um, loose limbs and it's i think it's kind of a horror kind of hostile kind of weird shit Mm. dan could explain more but um and he dies and another guy takes over the editing um and he basically starts losing the plot that's the best i can say (laughs) he starts losing the plot and hallucinating and wanting to kill everyone and fucking editing this thing together and it is absolute madness. I need to watch it again because that was the first watch. Yeah, def- definitely, Dan. Um, it, I need to watch <laughs> it again. I don't know if you'd get it, Larry. 
to be honest. <laughs> I don't know if I get it. I need to. Is it it's on YouTube? Maybe a bit too highbrow for you. I'm not sure, <laughs> but there are women in it. Um, <laughs> and what I mean by that, naked women. There is. There are women in this film. It's always like a disclaimer from 1922. What I'm trying to say is that that they've got no clothes on, so it's not your kind of the lighthouse experience. You're more more Um, linked towards Brazzers than we do. (laughs) Than we do. (laughs) And if that's too highbrow, then I don't know (laughs) what is. (laughs) It is a film of crazy scene after scene and hallucinations and who he thinks he's become. And, and, and the end is just at, with the police is absolute madness. And mate, you need, it's on YouTube. It's free. It's an hour and a half or whatever. And it, it was so much fun. There's demons in it. Um, there's a guy called Nick. He has a great, bit of acting at the end and he just says rest in peace motherfucker and, and he's blown this one away and it's just like everything was great and it's i would love to do it as a main feature it's up there with swamp ape it's up there with shell shark i'm loving this so i'll give you the shark one i'll give you the shark one. <laughs> um so hopefully dan will come up with another one for me for next week um yeah I'm really, and I wish you'd watched it. I really I'll, wish I'll, you could have. I'll give it a watch for. Um, it's it's mad. It's next week. really quite well done at times as well. The the not special effects, but like some of the costumes and masks and things like that. It's just just absolute madness. Mm. It was great fun. So anyway, I would give that an eight, definitely an eight. It's not as good as the Babadook. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. I'll put it on the big screen, on the projector in the bedroom as well. I'll put it on the massive screen, and it, yeah, it just had a lot of fun. I don't know what my wife, my wife was working writing essays next door mm. in one of the rooms, and uh, she must have just had women screaming, and there was all sorts of swearing, and mm. don't know what she must have thought. Anyway, it was great. So thanks, Dan. Thanks for that. So let's move on to what we watched this week. What have you been watching? No, seriously. What have you been watching? Okay. Um, just get rid of that. I went with a kind of troll theme this week. Yeah. Nice. A, so, first thing we watched was Troll 2. Me and my son. Have you seen oh. that? Oh my god. Yeah, so Is it that all? Tro- troll yeah. 2 or Trolls Tro- 2? Troll, troll 2. Not the ones with the the cartoon yeah. where is with not that one. Um, have you ever seen Troll? No. They Troll eat, Two is they, yeah not the same at all. It's okay. not the same. It is <laughs> great. So, so there's these little people. My son reckons they're probably his age with masks on, um, and they make you eat some green stuff. I think it's green, and the green okay. stuff starts oozing from you, mm-hmm. and then you start turning into a plant. <laughs> Sounds like goosebumps. And, and then, yeah, and then when you kind of when you become a proper plant, then the trolls kind of blend <coughs> you up basically. You go to goo and they drink you up and just it's it's absolute madness. And there were scenes that just made me laugh so much. It was so much fun. And I think it's they say it's one of the worst films ever made, but I don't believe that. I've <laughs> definitely seen 
worse. Yeah, I think yeah. it's why I think I've seen, seen the lighthouse. Do you know what I mean? So like, <laughs> so like, I, I, it's cool. The whole of the internet disagrees with you, <laughs> <laughs> and not just the whole of the internet. I'm going to watch Batman next week, so I'm looking forward to that. I know you guys won't go because you like. Spider-Man. Oh well, I'm 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 going to go. See you are going. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, it looks amazing. It looks I can't, amazing. Yeah, I can't confirm nor deny that I've. Seen it already. Seen it. Yeah, oh, have you? Seen it. Of course. I can't. I can. I can't if... confirm nor deny. Okay. If we were, sp- if we were just, I've... if we were just shooting in the dark here, though, if we were just like kind of making this up, would you go? It's. Would you kind of go like, I didn't see it, and I hoped it was great, or are you like, I didn't see it. Hopefully, it's not shit. <laughs> um, I, I the thing is, right? <laughs> the thing I signed, uh, because I had to sign a thing before I went into the cinema for a film I may or may not have seen, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> uh, saying that I won't reveal anything before 5 p.m. this Monday. And depending on what when the podcast will be released, uh, I've well, been careful about what I say. When, when oh, yes, Sunday? That's point. Okay, <laughs> so I can't say anything. <laughs> I, I literally can't say anything then. You just no. reminded me, Lawrence, and thank you yeah. for reminding me. That <laughs> yeah, I realised, I realised. Well, no, um, to be fair, I mean, you said you ha- have or haven't, so I, mean, I, I yeah. don't think... I th- yeah, I, I don't think the fact that I've seen it will... will affect anything, but I, yeah, I can't say what I think about yeah, it. Yeah, if you came on here and went like, oh my god, it's so fucking shit. <laughs> I think then the, the studio probably might be, or whatever, yeah, might be yeah, like, yeah. ah. <laughs> yeah, so I can't say, but I, I, will, I will say, I mean, we'll probably all say what it was like uh, next week. Yeah. No, I'm excited. Batman, the, it looks like it's, um, it looks like Matt Reeves. I mean, Matt Reeves is a great director. Is it year um, one? Is that a year one film? It's either year Fine. one or t- year one or two, I think, because it's right. not his origin story, but it's right. early. I, th- I want to say it's en- like midway through year one or maybe start of year two. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm excited they're dealing with the rogues gallery. I'm excited that like the shots in it look amazing. So, but yeah, that's the that's the thing though with DC Batman. I you know I think everyone can agree Batman's great, but the best superhero of all of them. See, I can, but that's, that's the thing. Simple. I can get, I can get behind that. But when people mm. turn to me and go like, "Oh, the DCEU at the moment," so the films that have come out, and they're like, "Oh my god, it's just revolutionary." I'm just like, Pfft. <laughs> "Yeah." <laughs> like again, don't get me wrong; they're enjoyable. I do know I've enjoyed a few of them, just like on the off chance, but. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to lie to you. Like you know, it okay. just needs. To That's be good. Changed. We got from Troll Two to Batman. I can see the link there. So hopefully <laughs> it's as good as Troll Two. So uh, <laughs> do you want to do one now? And then we come back to me in a bit, Larry. Um, yeah. So I, um, well, I got. T- I can do two like in in a go, basically. So yeah. First, I finished uh, the series. All of us are dead. On Netflix. Oh yeah, how, how did that go? Oh. Because I only saw the first episode. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 really good. I think I think the series is really good. I would highly recommend people to watch it. My only issue is that um, when it got, when it without spoiling anything, but when it gets to the ending, I was a little bit like, oh okay. I was like, oh cool. <laughs> 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of I kind of just like left me stunted a bit, but I think that's because each episode as you go through it um is really detailed and I love how um you know this is a spoiler but like they'll cliffhanger an episode where you're like oh no this has happened and then it shows you kind of a different angle of what happened so you're like oh cool but yeah i would recommend it i would give it that personally i would give that the whole series as a whole i'd give it an eight uh, i think wow. that it's very good, good. It's, it's shot amazing started the first one i've started the first one i haven't got any further at the moment yeah, it's, it's again. It's it's one of those things as well that I will say to people, whoever's checking it out, is that once you get past episode one, there is a period in the middle. Like I'd say, maybe, but because the last time I spoke about it I was on episode three, uh, and I'd say episodes like five, six, seven. I was a bit like, where is this gonna go? Like this has to kind of change something. But what I did like is that as soon as I started saying that to myself, the plot I think understood it and was like. Right, let's take it in a direction. Um, and then the other one is me and my dad have recently just... Um, so over Christmas, we uh, binge-watched um, all of the diehards. Yeah. Uh, and so then we were like, oh, what's the next one? Uh, so we watched. We did watch a few James Bonds, but we're like, we need to do them properly. But we've recently mm. just completely finished all the Mission Impossibles. Oh, nice. Um, we missed Star one. Star Trek, do all them. So, yeah, we, we've got we've got like I've we've done, got, I, I liked them yeah, yeah the 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 we've got like a few so star trek is on there star wars is on there um james bond um but yes yeah, so we did mission impossible because I, I think the first one was on tv and we were like oh let's watch it mm. and we watched it and we were like yeah this is a great film we should just do them all but we didn't watch the second one I don't want to sound bad. I understand if people like the second one, but it isn't Mission Impossible for me. Yeah. <laughs> now, those films. Resident Evil. That's um, the thing. I could easily, really quickly, sum that up in five seconds. The first, <laughs> the first one, it isn't like the games. Sorry if people are out there going, but it is like the games. It's not. It ain't like the games. It takes little things, but it's a really good film. The second one is actually a very well-made film, except it just does this again differently. And then from the third one onwards, it's like the writer literally just went, uh, zombies. I Frankenstein. Oh, no, that, that's not no, I Frankenstein. Isn't that Jennifer Aniston and Warwick Davis? Yeah. Of course it's Warwick Davis. Yeah, the first Leprechaun is, is, is great. There's some really good, decent, like old style films um drag like me to that. hell was yeah, another yeah. one that i watched recently that i think yeah, I like deserves more going, praise than it should get I like going through them all again sometimes it's even the crap ones mm. though when i was doing critters i think i got number four was terrible <laughs> absolutely terrible films and series anyway you in what you watched mm. um <laughs> Uh, no, I, so let's no, talk about the Batman. I can't, I can't, I can't confirm nor deny that I've seen the Batman. But um, okay. uh, it although, I ha although it's out on the fourth of March, of Friday, March, Friday. Friday. Um, uh, although I, I have to, <laughs> when you, when you were talking about Mission Impossible two, I. I, it's funny to me because I haven't seen it since I was a teenager. And That's I your favourite, isn't it? I used to fucking love it as yeah. a teenager. That's what I mean, um, though. It's so good yeah. when, like, when I was thinking back to it, I was like, yeah, this one's cool. Motorbikes, yeah. cool music. Exactly, yeah. For the littlest bit, and I was like, this, this, this is yeah. not how I remember. And this is the thing, is, is that when I remember scenes now, I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's a bit. 
yeah, over the top is probably the word I want to use. Um, but yeah, uh, so this week I watched um, the first two episodes of the new season of Peaky Blinders, which is coming out Sunday night, so tonight, basically. Um, yeah. I can't say too much about it, but it's a it's a really, really solid show. Um, I was sort of... Um, it's quite interesting how certain people are getting annoyed at um hyper stylization in in sort of tv and movies um so essentially like operatic storytelling and i think that's kind of the key to what peaky blinders almost is but it's set in a sort of sooty working class area of birmingham um and here but i i I love it i love that kind of style in in tv and i love that they it's almost quite ballsy because there's a sort of there's almost a reliance on too much reality nowadays. And I, and I assume that's because of like, you know, the fake news era and post-truth stuff and, you know, all that where people really want to depend on what reality provides. But I really love it when filmmakers just go, fuck it, let's just do all what we want, all like like how we want it, how to, or how we want to tell it, just tell it so bombastic. And Piggy Blinders takes on this sort of Sergio Leone-esque kind of um, style of telling and it's like the, uh, one of the first scenes is like almost from like Once Upon a Time in the West when there's like he like enters a tavern and there's like a squeaky noise uh, um, uh, outside and it's really tense. And it's 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 such an enjoyable series. And I, I really like the fact that, it, you know, this, the Piggy Blinders has kind of wavered occasionally, but it's never not been good. It's never not been like addictive watching, I think. Um, and I really like where they've taken... Uh, Tommy Shelby and it's sort of get getting to the first or, or the initial stages of fascism in Europe so it it's sort of um, it's going to sort of 1933 when Hitler rose to power and fascism was spreading across Europe and that's obviously quite prescient to you know the times we're living in now especially in that you know <laughs> it feels like World War Three is on the way since like Russia invaded Ukraine and everything um, so it's kind of it is kind of it's the same old series but they've made it managed to change up and obviously the um, helen mccrory died last year and she was like one of the sort of major matriarchs of the series um but they make it they make it work within the series and i think it's very they handled that very well is she um, in it she's not but it's sort of um she's kind of has like a almost spiritual presence in it which i thought was uh, it was quite an interesting way that they they handled it so they have kind of they sort of hop back to like scenes she had and she's they have like a sort of creepy voiceover of her like around um and i think that's that's a perfect way of doing it because i I, like heard interviews with with, like cast members and stuff and, and they were like you know it was like she was still there kind of thing so they clearly wanted her to sort of to have like an involvement but obviously she can't she can't be fully involved because she died but it's um uh but no it's good it was it is the first two episodes are really good nice now the next one i watched on the troll theme was troll hunter (laughs) <laughs> that's a, that, so, I, I like that one amazing. so one. I had my son with me um, we watched a few bits last week together um, but I don't think he could cope with the amount of reading he would have had to do so we put the dubbing on which is a bit odd to be honest mm. but it was watchable and he enjoyed it and he, he actually loved the film um, it's an amazing is that, film is that a found footage f- film? yes yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. found footage film about some reporters who follow a guy around who actually goes out hunting trolls in Sweden. Yeah, I think. Um, I don't know if it's filmed in Sweden or not. I suspect Dan could tell us. 
Um, but yeah, there's all sorts of different trolls. Um, I've got the Blu-ray and it gives you kind of what trolls there are and, you know, in the booklet inside and things. It's quite interesting. So I gave him that to look at as well. Um, just an amazing film, really. I'd, I'd love another one. You know, I don't know what else I could do with it, but um, I think they yeah, did the, talk about they did talk yeah. about possible having a sequel. Yeah. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's been followed up from when I last heard of it, but I know that they did want to do something else with the premise. Yeah, it's just a great film, but the dubbing was okay. Do you know what I mean? Um, it wasn't quite the same because their voices are a bit well, American for starters. Um, yeah, is it? But it's just a great film. The trolls are well done as well, aren't they? Really, really well done. Um, yeah, the design. It. Yeah, the designs yeah. are really cool. Loved it. So if, that, if you haven't seen it, go out and watch it. It's fantastic. So I think you can get it on probably Netflix or something. So all good. I'll just a couple of other things. Um, when I was researching um, for Babadook, uh, it was a like a little YouTube three minute cartoon came up. Just it was kind of linked to the monster in it. Um, have you ever seen Little Sucker Fun? Uh, hold on. Uh, little say so rings little a bell. I feel like that's fun. isn't that a fairy tale or something? Yes, about yeah. a boy who sucks his fun. And my my son used to do that. Um, and basically, the story is that if you keep sucking your thumb, some guy with massive pair of scissors come along and mm -hmm. cut your thumbs off. Um, it's quite a little bit sinister at times, but I can kind of see the the link between them. So it was only about three, three minutes long. Um, yeah. Um, sh shall I tell you? I, I <laughs> with that with Ooh, that story. <gasps> is that the? Is that um? Good snow. Is, is that, that the, dead? Is that dead, the Nazi one? Yeah, dead snow. If so, yeah. that's a banging film. I, I love. There's it. a death. There is a death in that film. I think I where that. this yeah. is not a spoiler. I will not say who, but there is a death in that film which involves a window, which is just so out of the blue and so good so if that's the if that's the film that you what i imagine why is, that is why is there a little yeah, fella right. with his mouth open over the dog the oat <laughs> it's what? a isn't it an it... umlaut isn't it an umlaut um, no, it looks like a little fella with his mouth it's, open. it's, it's an accent it? it's an accent thing is it oh, so yeah, how yeah. would you say that then what, what is oh that? i've just got what you meant Do, yeah. <laughs> yeah i was there looking around like face <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, Swede the Swedish language is actually terrifying. It's just being just like open mouths. Yeah, it's just, um, yeah, it just looks like so you just scream halfway through. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's like good snow or something. Good snow. Good snow. Yeah, good snow. I think my dad is a fan of that film, but I think he's only a fan of it because What's... he's a fan of. Um, I was going to say he's a fan of Nazis, but he's a fan of he's a fan of World War II. Oh, no, I'm not sure if he is or not. I don't know that well. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that if I ever... <laughs> not but actually, they... <laughs> not actually. My dad isn't a Nazi supporter. <laughs> no, the Nazis get their ass kicked in this, don't they? In the end, I should hope so. Yeah. Um. There's a sequel, if I'm correct. I don't know if it was done by the same people, but it had the same mate. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a great film. It's a great film. We'll do that. I'll be doing it anyway, Dan. So, like, interestingly, know. here's a question to pose back to you: Have hmm. you? Um. Why is my mind just gone blank? Don't know, mate. I can't remember COVID. the. COVID. I can't... <laughs> Did it make a week? <laughs> Help me. <laughs> um. I... 
No, there's a, there was a film. There was a film. That was it. Have you? That was it. That was it. That was it. Have you seen the film? <laughs> Have you, you seen the? Mouth, yeah. So. Have yeah. you seen the film, Dan? Drag me to hell, because I watched that again recently. And if you haven't seen, I imagine maybe, but I believe it's on Netflix. I'm not sure if the you know I think it's it going to yeah. be on the same. Yeah. But yeah it'd be interesting to hear your opinion of that because i watched that again recently and i'm a huge sam raimi fan with like obviously dr strange coming up i'm excited to see what's going to do with that but it was interesting watching drag me to hell going back you know just to see how he handled that and yeah i was i was really surprised i was almost like why aren't there more films like this that are just so into the premise where they're just like yeah screw it like <laughs> it's sam raimi so he's just there like let's go over the top but i want to see more films like that that's a great I feel film. like I've, I haven't seen enough Sam Raimi. I've seen Evil Dead, the first one, but no, you, you need to watch. You need to watch yeah. Drag Me to Hell. It's just as batshit crazy, but mm. it's also like really well done. Like mm. I don't, I won't say anything, but the ending is just such a cool gut punch. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. The last thing I've been, I've been reading. I am Legend by Richard Matheson mm. again. Um. Yeah. So great book. Just making my way through it. Um, be reading quite a lot lately, so uh, yeah, any recommendations, let me know because I'll be moving on to a new one soon. Though I'll probably start Matt Shaw's Loch Ness, um, in the next few days. Um, you know, who he is, I've spoke about him before, haven't I? He, he he's uh, writes and directs films and acts and films, and yeah, um, I've met him a few times. I've even done some electrical work at his house, so uh, hmm. yeah, great guy, writes good stuff. Um, yeah, that'd be my next one. So, you guys, are you going to finish off what you uh been watching, Larry? Or is it, Sorry, was I was just, I, no, I was just reading the comment. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. goats, <laughs> yeah, goats and stuff. There's is that right at the beginning? The goat, there's a there's, uh, there is a goat at the beginning, but I think they bring the goat. I don't want to spoil it because I want you just to watch it as well. Yeah, <laughs> they, they bring a goat back because it's like that's not a spoiler, but like they use it in like sacrificial sort of stuff. But so. we love goats on this program. I, I once upon a time, many Christmases ago, my wife bought me a goat, but not a real goat. When I opened it, it was a photo of a goat. I looked at the goat and I was like, "What is this? Is this my goat?" Yeah, well, we gave it to someone in Africa. Right. Okay. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, they're gonna eat my goat. They're not gonna milk the <laughs> they're goat. They're not gonna eat the goat. <laughs> like, they're not gonna milk the goat. And like. And I, worry, I just love it. To be honest, I, love... like, I worry about my goat. Like, and like they, they take the piss. I show you something. Hang on. They take the piss. Oh. So, like, they're always getting me goats. So, there's, there's one of my fucking goats. Right? <laughs> like, so, like, they on? buy me goats and things. So, anyway, yeah. I love goats. Um, <laughs> but I don't believe my goat made it through the night. <laughs> I don't know what that means. So, yeah, so... You mean it made it through the night. <laughs> <laughs> they, they killed it. They slaughtered it. They ate it. <laughs> I, just, I love the idea. I love the idea of there just being a random goat and they're just slap, like, like tag it. Just like, yeah, goat. That's Kev's goat. It was quite a lot of money. It was given to a family and I just didn't believe that my goat would make it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so like, anyway, so they take the piss and buy me goats and things. Right. So, uh, <laughs> Excellent. Anyway. So yeah, I'm a goat lover. Goat. Um, Larry, what are you going to say before I jump in with my ramblings of goats? 
I just I love the idea that that goat's just going to come back one day just on your front doorstep, just like, here's your <laughs> <Yeah>. goat. <laughs> I've got, do you know what I did, right? To take the, like, this photo of this goat came from, I don't know, I don't know if it was Oxfam, but it was some summit similar, somewhere like that. So I framed it. So somewhere there was a, a framed picture of my goat. I used to have on the table. Um, on the table? Yeah. Right on the walls is on the table. Like it's on the, on, the, on the table of my goat. So, uh, <laughs> That's uh, funny. They might get me another goat one day. So Maybe they used it in a sacrificial thing, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> maybe they just, like, Well, this is one of my like... worries, because, like, obviously I've been bought this goat, and obviously I care for this goat. Though I've never met it, it is my goat. And... I worried about it, and you know, I reckon. Is this, it's, 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 is this I'm sure spon- they're just using it to milk and shit. Not, not yeah. Not, not, is this, this is one. This is one of those sponsors. This is one of those sponsors. Yeah, sponsors. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. They they're not going to kill your. Are <laughs> <laughs> you sure? Milk? I would hope not. I mean, that would suck. Unless it's like a dodgy, <laughs> a dodgy version of. I tend to believe what you tell me, Larry. So this eBay. is good. Yeah. eBay, yeah. Don't eBay, you also buy pigs and giraffes. It's, and... It's, it, now, it sucks to say this, but this is the most truest fact. It is really down to interpretation because we ain't going <laughs> to yeah. hear from this goat at all. No, I don't no he's not going to write so. any letters or anything, is he? <laughs> I don't, so, you know, someone in Africa might be watching this. Probably highly unlikely. <laughs> Just eating your um, goat. <laughs> <laughs> curried, <laughs> curried Keb's goat. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, oh, that's funny. Let, let's move on from Kev's goat. Um, Larry, uh, we're uh, uh, hour ten minutes in. This is going well. Um, um, yeah. So, so I watched. I, I did watch like a few things, but again, them primarily stuff. Um, so, I, like, watched Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, um, the Fincher version. I also watched. Um, ironically, actually, watched a lot of Fincher. Watched Zodiac again. Um, and watched uh, Panic Room. Uh, yeah. Really like Panic Room. I've seen that a few times. Um, I saw that cinema. I think is that Jodie Foster? Is that yeah. the one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah Jodie Foster and um, it's Kristen Stewart. Isn't it? Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Um, which it just makes you laugh because what seeing Kristen Stewart in um, Panic Room just made me think, oh, if she was that age, she could have played Ellie. In the Last of Us, yeah, because yeah. she does look, she does look very reminiscent of Ellie. But yeah. um, no, yeah, I guess I'll 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 change mine up and say I don't Dan's know anymore. What's what happening? happening? I don't know. <laughs> I get um, off your chest, mate. You start bringing goats up, it brings back a lot of memories. <laughs> and I'd put all that behind me, and all of a sudden, every every year, I put it behind me, and they buy me another fucking goat for Christmas. Do you know what I mean? I put it behind me. It's a specific it. problem. <laughs> but um, no, I'd, um... I'd rather just had the goat. Do you know what I mean? It would have been cheaper to just buy me a goat than pay hundred quid or whatever to sponsor a goat. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> yeah. I don't think... <laughs> just to give you a goat, just like yeah. a goat. Oh. But no, I'd um. I'd substitute, like, because, again, because most of the films that I've watched, um, obviously, I imagine that we've all we've all seen quite a lot because it's just a re-watching. Um, but something that popped into my head that I completely forgot about through this pod, like, while we were on the podcast, um, The Babadook 
is actually now a symbol, isn't it, for LGBTQ? Now, this is an interesting thing, right? I read about this. Yeah, um, that's not me. That's not me just making that up. I no, swear no, there was a big no, thing no. About but that. this is a weird thing, right? And I don't know how long this will take, but basically, I think it was actually a joke initially. It was mm -hmm. one of these internet things starting on Tumblr basically started by this guy who just said yeah yeah babadook is just a it's just a it's just is a gay character and people were like what <laughs> and he was like well yeah because he live he lives in the basement and he wears all this stuff so he's obviously gay so it's a gay narrative and everyone was like what what are you talking about and then eventually it became like a reshared thing and eventually it became a sort of it was mainly a thing that was restricted to social media to be fair it eventually came on like twitter and instagram but apparently yeah it, it i, I think i think it's a joke because I don't yeah. think. Well, I, I think it's. Uh, I think I swear it was made though official. I swear, like people, like obviously it might have started as a joke, but I swear it did get to the point where people were like, "Oh, it's the Babadook shipped with another horror character," and they were like, yeah. "Oh yeah, these are the icons." Which again, fair, yeah, whatever, like, whatever they want, cool, whatever they want to take away. But from it. it's yeah. just, it's just. I, again, it only popped into my head because I remember seeing that all over being like oh the babadook is like the forefront for this and it's like great just an for me personally just a it's a bit of an odd choice like of <laughs> just choosing the babadook but yeah fair yeah. enough fair enough yeah. could have been freddy krueger i suppose all right. uh, you might have done <laughs> that would go down as well <laughs> i don't think so nightmare on elm street 2 haven't you uh, yeah. yeah yeah where he comes out the way he's like yeah. inside the little is, wasn't he a, like a child molester at one point? No, well, he is a child molester. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I don't know. Yeah. Was, it, was he a child molester in those films? I think he just killed kids. Which is, uh, which is well, it, um, it, well, it it, it, yeah. it depends. Didn't the parents like like burn him? Isn't that isn't that the thing? Yeah, didn't they yeah. like go after kids? They set fire him. to him. It depends. It depends how many you watch in the series, but I think as it goes on, I think in the first film, the, initially it's kind of like hinted towards, but they don't ever say, "Oh, he did this or did that." It's very much like, "Yeah, he murdered kids and yeah. blah, blah blah." But as the films went on, they do hint more towards, like with the imagery in certain episodes, like certain films. I think that they well, kind think, of made it clear that... Regardless, though, regardless, I don't think that makes him a queer icon. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the second the second film was... Uh, all the, the boys are wearing very skimpy gear. I don't know if you can remember that. Yeah, yeah, they go to the, they go to the pool party. Um, yes. They have, like, a big party, and then he, um, he gets taken over. Um, but I think that that, like, it works with the film. I mean, it, I think it's kind of good. It's very different. Uh, yeah, yeah and, and it works kind of because I think that obviously the times were different, but I also think that with the plot, it's maybe that's something that goes... I'd have to rewatch it, but I think yeah, maybe that's watch. something that goes into it and they play upon. So, Ewan, you got anything else before we uh, move on? Um, uh, Not really. I've been rewatching Euphoria again, um, the, the second season, uh, yeah. mainly because uh, I watched... Like as a TV critic, you get all the uh, like seven out of eight episodes all at once. So I okay. wasn't given the finale, so I decided to rewatch all of them um, before the finale, which comes out uh, Monday. Um, and I, I still really like it. There have been lots of um, controversies and criticisms around it, uh, mainly due to the nudity, first of all, which I kind of I can kind of agree with. Like it is, it is like there's a lot of it, but I I, I do think a lot of it is also justified within the narrative. Why is that? controversial then what because there's a lot of it oh, um 
But, and, but Game of Thrones had a fair bit, didn't it? Yeah, Game of Thrones, but there's a lot of there's a lot of penis. And I think um uh which I which again well, we I like that with. on this show. We, yeah, we I, do I, like we do like boners on this yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine I'm fine with penises being on the screen, but there's also stuff like <laughs> Sam Levinson who wrote and created and directed it. Um there's been stuff like leaked about him, like um like stuff involving like wanting more nudities from the actors, but the actors were like, we don't want to do this. And then he said, okay. And a lot of people have been sort of uh, wondering about, again, these, these are only rumors. Keep in mind, it's, it's quite alleged in some ways, although some stars have, have reported it as well. But there's also things like he would do 17 hour work days uh, with no shot lists and stuff like that. Cause he's quite a sort of, he's all one of these hands out. on i can imagine yeah <laughs> yeah, all with that out, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's been like <laughs> and there's been certain like skepticism about some of the storylines but i actually i actually really enjoy the series i mean I, you know more stuff might come out about sam levinson apparently some actors have stormed off set and stuff like that but i actually for the series as it is in terms of the narrative and how it's made it's again one of these hyper stylized tv series I actually really, really enjoy it. And I think it, um, even though it is hyper-stylized and quite ridiculous at times, there is a certain very truthful narrative that is only sort of like specific to my generation, and obviously yours, Lawrence's, but also like the generation below, so like Zoomers and stuff. I think stuff like, you know, dick pics and um, revenge porn and, and stuff like that, just, uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dan has just commented. Pick means penis. Fun Swedish fact. I will certainly remember that. I looked that up. Um, I couldn't pick. see that. But, yeah. Pick means penis. Dan's penis. hot pick. Yeah. yeah. We need Dan's hot pick for next week. Please pick me up. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been I've I've been really enjoying it. And there's also this. Um, sorry, this is the last point I'll make about it. Yeah. Um, the the seventh episode. Um, I, I really enjoy because it it's all about this girl who's a um, who writes a play um, all about the people which we've seen in the series so far, and I really like it because she's obviously a creative mind and will probably be like a filmmaker or something one day. And I and I, and I was sort of really connected with that because she's just like she's using elements from her own life and using a sort of creative space on this play, which is apparently like the play itself is like so unfeasibly um, expensive. Like obviously obviously this kind of play wouldn't be able to put be put on a high school but it's like really high budget like broadway like production values which sort of goes back to like lack of realism in the show but i really like that element because they sort of mix in the real with the um fiction that she's made up and i and i really like they've really sort of captured the experience of being someone who creates something that is from real life because certain things certain real things become like we weirder when you put them in your fiction in that they sort of I, I remember when I wrote a story set in Salisbury once and then I went I went back to Salisbury and the whole being in being in Salisbury was really weird because it felt like I was entering that fictitious world it was yeah. it's a strange thing but I think I think they captured that really well so I recommend I, re I recommend I mean pretty much every person my age has, has seen it but I recommend people who haven't go see it very good <laughs> Dan Topic a very short segment very good <laughs> it's a good segment though i enjoyed it dan so uh, it was good so uh i'm looking forward to next week's hot pick. you know what you know what just just for, just just for you know, what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna watch the hot pick from last week and i'm yeah. gonna watch the hot pick again for this week 
and then we're going to go full on into it, <laughs> delve right into it. We're oh, going to love it. You, you will love it, Larry. Say I'm going. Things. I'm going to ruin those films <laughs> for everyone. I'm going to make it all about it. No, it's <laughs> all about interpretation. So it's like... actually about eagles. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I need, do need to watch the one though from last week. Yeah, Definitely. it's it's good. It's on YouTube, so you get it. Um, next week's episode seventy-one. We haven't decided what we're doing, so I'm going to leave that to you. I Gary. have. I have an yeah. idea. Okay. I've rec- I've recommended this okay. on this podcast. I think five times. <laughs> oh, okay. I, th- I think I've said it. Like, have oh, I I've seen? Really have we done it on it before? No, no, uh-huh. because I've always brought it up as like, oh, I've watched this, and I, I think I ask, oh, has anyone in actually seen it? And I don't think I mean, are you and I'm not sure you might have maybe, but I'd like to if it's possible. Do the whole season because there's only like four episodes, five episodes. Uh, each of them are only like twenty minutes. Okay. Of Dark Place. Oh yeah, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Garth, yeah, Garth, yeah, 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 Garth. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, now, like on all four. Or what something. is that on? It's on. It's on Prime, but you can. I think you can watch it on YouTube. Um, is it free? I'm not sure. I don't, I know for a fact. I I bought it off of Prime. Uh, because I like wanted the whole season on there, and it like I think it was like two quid. I'd be on Three Internet quid. Plus, would it? That's normally on. Yeah, there. yeah. In, Internet Plus will definitely have it. You I think just it's need, all, uh, Yeah, I think it's an just all four subscri- as well. You just needed yeah. a subscription. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Marengi. Marengi's dark place. If you type in dark place, I'm sure. It'll come yeah, up yeah. I've got to buy that. Okay, yeah. that's fine. I'll do so, that. Uh, Internet Plus will definitely have it. <laughs> Dark place. Okay. Right. There's 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 like four or five episodes, but all of them like what I love about it is that not only are the minds behind it, some great, you know, actors and performers who in British television and in Br- Br- British film have like to this day still still are going on and are great actors and stuff, but also I just love how it's so meta but in such a funny way yeah it's 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 great it's great i'm looking i don't i if you guys you haven't seen it though no i haven't no i cannot cannot wait i cannot wait it's so good i tried to show my dad the first episode and my dad at the end of it just gave me this really weird look and i was like (laughs) Uh, yeah, you don't like horrors, do you? <laughs> so, like, <laughs> it's because it's a com- it's a co- comedy horror. But it what it, if you love horrors, what it's so good at doing is it takes the premise of horror films and it knows how silly they sound sometimes. So it just really leans into that. Very, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So that was that was good. We've gone on for ages tonight. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, we will be back next week with episode 71, Dark Place. You can follow us on Twitter at Bones Horror Pod. Fuck you, Facebook. And you can follow us on YouTube and Instagram, Bones Horror Pod. Okay? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like like I've missed something. (laughs) Don't do Facebook anymore. Sorry. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back then. So, thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.